In this new episode of Fresh Cuts, we are diving into the newest entry in the Evil Dead franchise, Evil Dead Rise. Is mommy okay? Let's go find out. going on everybody welcome back to fresh cuts where we dive into the newest releases in theaters or on your favorite streaming services today we are sitting down to talk about the newest entry in the evil dead franchise 2023's evil dead rise i am brett parker and uh yeah just me today we're back though we're back we haven't been we haven't done one of these since cocaine bear but we're back to talk about evil dead rise because i went and saw it yesterday and i really wanted to talk about it wasn't really planning on doing this, but I said, screw it. I know everybody else is doing it, and I'm not going to let their opinions on the movies sway my opinion because I went in, and here is what happened. Now, if you're new to Fresh Cuts, we go into this spoiler-free, and then once we you know, run out of things to talk about spoiler-free, we're going to dive into spoilers. This isn't going to be a very long video. I'm not going to go too into the beats of the entire story of this movie. It's a new release. That's just not what we do here in Fresh Cuts. So this is what we're going to do. What What is Evil Dead Rise to me? What is the Evil Dead franchise to me? Let's start out with that, okay? I came into this franchise way, way, way late. I actually dove into it last year. Listen, I had watched a lot of horror movies as a kid, but unfortunately, the Evil Dead franchise just wasn't, in, wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something that I had looked into watching and to be honest I really had no one to tell me to watch you know this franchise and you know I was huge into Freddy huge into Chucky huge, in, huge into Jason Michael Myers like those core uh horror you know icons if you want to call them because you had people from the outside kind of telling you no I had no one telling me about Evil Dead so when I dove into it last year I was hooked jumping into the Evil Dead and from 1982 or 1981 whatever you want to consider it whenever it was made over a span of like three years so 1982 I loved it I loved how it felt its age it felt its budget but it just was so much fun to watch you know young young Bruce Campbell doing his thing and just the effects the early effects with like this little to no budget and then you know jumping to Evil Dead 2 which is taking that core story and redoing it again and but kind of adding a little bit of a comedy beat to it and in making it um it's it's so much fun and then army of darkness kind of just going off the rails and doing its crazy thing and then we kind of get a reset in 2013 with the evil dead which watching it just recently i think i i literally had just watched the 2013 evil dead shortly before seeing evil dead rise and Holy shit, this is not just a, hey, we're going to remake Evil Dead. No, they completely make it a horror movie. Like, this is, this is, there are terrifying moments. 
It's gory as hell. Jane Levy is the lead. I loved her, the crazy arc she goes through throughout the entire movie. The movie is bonkers. We're going to get to 20. Now we're, now we're here. We're at Evil Dead Rise. You got your core guys back. You got Sam Raimi coming back to produce. You got Rob Talbot or Talpert names. He comes back. He's one of the original creators of, of Evil Dead. You have Bruce Campbell as a producer. You have this guy, Lee Cronin, who only really has one film uh, under his belt. Uh, and that would be, let me look it up real quick, uh, Hole in the Ground. Uh, he's done, he did some short films uh, from 2004 to 2013, but he only has one other film before doing Evil Dead Rise. So clearly that movie had to have been pretty good. I have not seen it. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but, you know, I think it's always so much fun to see, like, newer directors coming in and kind of putting their 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 feel and their taste into an established franchise such as Evil Dead. Uh, you know, Fede Alvarez, you know, he wasn't a huge, huge director when he was given to do the Evil Dead remake. So, and we saw how successful that was. And so, giving somebody who's kind of new to the field something so big, uh, it's very exciting. And to be honest, he did a great job. I think this movie has its frights. It has its gore. It has that uncom- those uncomfortable moments. It po- This movie possibly has one of the greatest opening title cards I've ever seen in a movie with just sheer terror uh, and and just how, how it's just displayed on the screen and you're just like, thank God I saw this in a theater and I didn't you know wait to see it at home. This movie, you get through it, and as somebody who doesn't have the history with Evil Dead, as I know a lot of people who have already done reviews on this, you know, a lot of my friends that have done reviews on this, you know, who have that long history with this franchise, you know, as somebody who's new and who's just had so much fun with it, I just, it just, I had a blast with this movie. This movie was, you know, yes, there are, there are issues with it, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but this movie, I went in there, and I was just kind of tense the entire time, just watching it, just certain things happening. And the fact that it is so claustrophobic being in this uh, apartment building for the entirety of the movie. Now, speaking of that, I feel maybe it would have been a little bit of a a better situation if we got to explore the uh, high rise a little bit more, because we're kind of stuck on one floor or in the apartment, which I liked it, but I, I see the, kind of the the negative you know uh thoughts from people when they're when they're talking about oh well you you have this setting of the sky rise but you're only in this one spot i get it i totally get it but i enjoyed the claustrophobia the claustrophobia you get from watching this the uncomfortable feelings the fact that they just don't give a shit about who gets turned in this movie and um the lead actress uh Alyssa sutherland she is phenomenal she was born to play a role like this they brought her in this is just my hypothetical casting okay they brought her in to cast her in this movie she does her audition they're like you're great you're great you know i can't wait to see you on screen but but is can you just smile for me and she gives that smile and everybody's like oh boy we can't wait to put the deadite makeup on you because she is so terrifying just the way she looks i know there's been some um 
you know, discourse on the way the Deadites look. And I, I get it. I really love the, the original looks of the Deadites in the original trilogy. And I, I know they were trying to, it's, it's, it's trying not to look as, I don't want to say cheesy, because I don't think the effects in the original look cheesy. I just think it, it might just look of the time, but I totally understand. But we also got Ash vs. Evil Dead for three seasons where they use that original makeup look, and I think it fit for that. I like the look of the Deadites, but I understand if people just don't give it. Like, it doesn't really look like one. But yeah, she's terrifying. The way that she moves, the way that her she moves her face, the way that, you know, just her line delivery is so, so good. Now let's go through some of the other cast members here. We have uh, Lily Sullivan, who was kind of our other lead. You know, uh, Alyssa Sutherland is the our, like, lead deadite. Uh, she plays Ellie. You have Lily Sullivan, who plays her sister, Beth. You have Morgan Davies, who plays uh, Danny. Uh, these are the kids. Uh, you have G uh, Gabrielle Eccles, who plays Bridget. And then you have a newcomer, uh, Nell Fisher, who plays Cassie. And she's great. As, you know, th that's the thing, is you're always kind of weary about young, young actors coming in. Uh, I don't think she's, you know, she's you know less than 10 years old. Her first big role and she delivers lines better than some of the other characters, and that's pretty phenomenal to think about. And, um, yeah, the makeup effects, great. The, the music is, is just eerie. It's not, like, in your face unless something is going on, and then you're just kind of, it's just being pumped into just your soul and just sucking it out. And, um, yeah, this movie is, I, I literally had fun from beginning to end. I remember once the movie ends and I'm kind of, we, we didn't even immediately get up from the theater. We literally just sat in our seats and we're just kind of like, it was me, my brother and my best friend. We're just sitting there just looking at each other like, holy shit. Like, I, I can't wait to watch that again because I just want to see if I see different things. I want to see some of these performances again. And to be honest, I just want to see that title card again because that title card is by far the greatest. I don't even want to put a clip of it in here. I want people to experience that title card and just how that opening uh, is because the, the, it's a fantastic opening to the movie. I will not complain about that. Uh, we do get the, the way the, the movie opens. It, it it links to what the, the main story, but it, it doesn't in a way. It's 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 very unique. I like it. I like that it kind of gives us like a, oh, are we going back to the woods? Nah, nah, nah. We're not. But we do have something we want to tease you with. And um. But yeah, the uh, the I think some of my negatives would be like the CG work is a little weird. It's a little wonky in places. There are some scenes that happen that just kind of you're just like ooh. I, either they could have just gotten rid of that scene or just don't use CGI or try to do something practical. And I think that's what's so great about the Evil Dead franchise is that they use a lot of practical effects. I mean, back when they were making the original trilogy, practical effects was all you could really do. You do that, claymation, you know, stop motion, stuff like that. Uh, CG was new, at least when Army of Darkness came out. CG was fairly, fairly new, and I don't think they had the budget to really do anything with it. Um, and even in the 2013 remake, there wasn't really a lot of CG. You had, you know, it was little spritz here and there, but most of it was practical. So the fact that they use, I think this was probably the most, um, they, that CG has ever been used in an Evil Dead movie. And I don't think, I think there were, like I said, there was a couple scenes that really kind of throw you off that are just like, okay, I feel like you could have done without that. But for the most part, I think it looked pretty good. 
And um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all I can talk about. Spoiler free. You know, I really, like, again, I really enjoyed this movie. And um, as it did have its problems, it's it's one of those things that it just solidifies the fact that I think the Evil Dead franchise is one of the most solid franchises. Not just in horror, but I just think in cinema, period. Like, the fact that it, they've done five movies now, they've done three seasons of a very successful show, which I have not watched the, all of Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. And... Um, even though I feel this is one of the, is probably the, the, I don't want, I enjoy watching this more than some of the other ones, but I, I can see where the disdain is um, compared to the, the, you know, the rest of the franchise. I, I mean, Evil Dead 1 and 2, those are probably the, the, those are the two top dogs. I don't think anything is ever going to be able to pass those. I have a, I have a, uh, a personal love for the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, I actually like it more than Evil Dead 2, even though I know Evil Dead 2 is usually the, the 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 one everyone picks to be their favorite. But I love the Evil Dead. And um I think this it, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this could be the worst in quotations, worst of the franchise, but it's still a fantastic movie. Like I had so much fun with it. And I mean, I could listen. Like I said, I've listened to a lot of podcasts that have talked about this movie because we are a couple of weeks out from its release. People have already, like everyone on the internet has already talked about this movie and I'm a little late to the party. I'm not going to let that sway my opinion of it, but I understand where people are coming from when there are certain aspects that they don't like. I totally get that. But this is what I think of the movie and come after me if you want. I really like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, I can't, it's one, and when a movie, when you're done watching a movie and immediately you're just like, I can't wait to watch that again, you know, you did something right. And maybe I'm just a sucker. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, I'm easy to please. And, and you're not wrong. I am very easy to please. I like a lot of movies that a lot of people don't like, and I'm very easily entertained. So, hey, it is what it is. But we are going to hop into some spoilers. I do want to talk a little bit about some minor spoiler stuff. I'm not going to go to, like I said, I'm not going to go B for B through the entire story. It's kind of, it's not the most intricate story. You know, it's not like I have to really break into certain things, but we're going to go into spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, spoiled, if you don't want to be spoiled, I'm going to keep that in. Join me. That doesn't make any sense. If you don't want to be spoiled, leave. Come back when you've seen the movie and then come back when you've, uh, when you've finally seen it. And then if, if you've already seen the movie, join me and Join me on my thoughts, okay? Boy, I was hoping not to have to edit this, but I'm going to have to. All right, here we go. So I love the opening of this movie. I love the fact that we get to see kind of the, it's, you know, we're seeing the similar thing. You know, we're at a cabin. It's definitely not the same cabin. And we're seeing, you know, uh, some different characters, characters that we really didn't see in the trailer. Uh, We did see the, 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 the scene with the floating girl, uh, who ends up being the one who's possessed by the deadite? And I, to be honest, I thought that scene was fucking wild. There is some shoddy visual effects. Uh, like a dude gets his head cut off, and his head's like on the thing, and it's like it was like moving his his lips around. It just it looked a little janky, but uh, it wasn't. It didn't throw me off too much. I you know this girl gets scalped. It's wild, but yeah, you, I love. I think the most. Ten, it's not even the the violence that got me in that opening scene. I think it's. You know, uh, so the girl is, you know, she's not feeling so well because of the fact that she's possessed and her friend comes in to see if she's okay. 
and she's reading her a book and the girl who is possessed uh, is able to read from that book without actually seeing it. So that's when you kind of notice, oh shit, something bad has happened. I mean, you kind of already get the idea, but something bad is going to happen. And then chaos ensues and, you know, she wrecks havoc and then we get the awesome scene where she kind of, she uh, tries to kill herself with the uh, just like a drone and then she gets in the water and then that's when we get the beautiful title card she rises out of the water with her arms spread out and then evil dead rise kind of rises above the uh, tree line with the just the blaring just music playing in the background and you're just like ah! you're so pumped up you could literally just i wanted to run around the theater i really did then we then get to our main story where we meet uh beth and, um, you know, she, she meets her in, and we meet her family. So she's, uh, she works for a band. She meets with her sister, who I guess they don't have like the tightest relationship. And it's just a family affair of craziness as, uh, <laughs> a crazy earthquake hits, which I, it was, it was weird. It was one of those things where, um, I think this is where some people had problems. It's like, well, did the like were the demonic was it did a demonic spirit cause the earthquake which then opened up the hole which then Danny goes down to find the book and the records or was it just a freak thing that an earthquake hit at that moment then opening like I think that's where we didn't really get an answer and I don't I feel like we kind of should have gotten some sort of like is this just a freak thing um also I get it. He's a kid, but he finds these, uh, this book that's got teeth and he finds some records and he's just like, well, I play, I, you know, I'm a kind of a DJ type dude. I'm going to go upstairs. And I'm going to play these records. And then the fact is he starts playing them and there's, there's, so at one point he spins the first one, which kind of tells the whole thing. And then as soon as I listen to that, I go, I'm good. I'm going to put these back. But then he continues, and then we get the one, the the record that uh, says the chant, which um, Bruce Campbell actually is a, a voice on one of these uh, on one of these records, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, it's just um, then chaos ensues, and um, the mother gets possessed, and like I said, uh, Alyssa Sutherland is fantastic in her performance as both Ellie before possessed. And then of course, uh, as the deadite Ellie and um, just so many great scenes with her, you know, when she comes back to the, uh, just everything that she does. Like, I think she really carries this movie in her performance. And it's crazy to see that, you know, usually in an evil dead movie, you're, you're, when you're watching it, um, you know, Ash was the main character pretty much in the first three. And then, um, you know, we had uh, Mia in, the the remake they i know mia gets possessed in evil dead but like ash gets possessed too but like this is like where the main you get like this one main character and she's possessed for the entirety it's not like a subtle thing where she gets possessed but that she fights it off no she is possessed and she is a deadite for the rest of this movie and i really liked that difference but it really made it sad too even though i think the problem with this movie that i can agree with with some people is you really don't get a full you don't really get a, you know, full introduction into this family. It's kind of just like, here you go. 
um, figure it out. You know, you got to figure out who these people are and, you know, what the relationships are. And it's, it's all kind of thrown at you really fast. And, um, I think I, I understand the discourse on that where you're just like, okay, I wish I could have kind of gotten something a little bit more, maybe getting a little bit more time with Ellie, uh, before she gets possessed and, um, go from there. But you know, it is what it is. I, I really like Lily Sullivan as Beth. I think she is uh, a a good final girl, if you want to call her that, since she's not really the only one who survives this movie. Uh, but to be honest, Nell Fisher as Cassie, you know, she's like six, seven, eight, maybe at the most. And she does so well. She I, she, I think she outperforms the other two child actors in this movie uh, who... It, if I wanted to pick like the, I, I, to be honest, I think they're getting a little bit too much hate. I really, I did like all three of them. The problem was, as I just stated before, you don't really get to know them too well. So it's kind of just quick. Here you go. Here's what they do. Quick, just, and then you, you don't really get an attachment to them. I felt like I got an attachment to Nell, or to Cassie. Sorry, Nell's her, the, the actress's name. But um, I felt like I got attached to her and, and, and her, you know, um, horrifying experience that she'll never get over the thing she sees in this movie. That girl is growing up terribly. She's just, you can't get, you can't get over the things you see. Um, the thing that I was stating before, they had so their balls were so big in this movie where they were like, you know what? Something that we've never done before. We're going to turn children into deadites and they're going to do some fucked up things. And I went, okay, sure. Hell, let's do this. And, you know, I think when you meet, you know, you meet Bridget, who is the oldest, she gets possessed and she, um, you know, she eats glass and she says some weird lines like uh, she like she's talking to Beth and she's talking, you know, she's got the glass, she's swallowing and you can see it like poking out of her, her neck, which is clearly CG, but it actually looked pretty good. And um, she's like, oh, I don't like you know, having things crawling in my stomach. So it's kind of what's going to help. I was like, oh, okay. All right. And this is when you get the cheese grater scene, which the cheese grater scene I thought was fine. I don't think it was as good as it was being hyped up to be. Uh, you know, the trailer really like, bam, cheese grater, cheese grater. And then it happens. You're like, okay, yeah, it made me, it, it did. I, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I literally sat there and when he puts it, or when Bridget puts it on Beth's leg and just runs it down, I, mm, I, I winced a little bit. I um, I, I was very uncomfortable. And that's what this movie does. It makes you uncomfortable. There are things that happen where you're just like, damn, we can't get back from this. Like I said, this entire family almost gets wiped out. Like Beth and Cassie are the only two left. Two children and their mother just turned into deadites and that's it. And then they end up getting killed at the end of the movie um, when they turn into the fucking Rat King from The Last of Us Part Two. Sorry, I spoiled The Last of Us Part 2 for anybody. But there is a creature in that game that looks exactly like what this was. Uh, my only issue with uh, their little morphing thing with the Rat King, which is what I'm going to call it now, is that um, you don't get to see it much. It's kind of in the shadows, and you kind of see, like, the tops of their heads. So pretty much uh, Ellie, Danny, and Bridget, like, morph into a, into a thing. It's it's bizarre. It blew my mind a little bit. And um, yeah, 
we get some uh, minor other characters in the hotel or in the apartment building that really don't play much into anything. They're just kind of there to be killed. I think that could be a gripe with me. I wish they these characters stick around longer, did a little bit more. And I just wish that the 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 high rise was just done, was just utilized a little bit more instead of it being in this one apartment or in this hallway and then in like one fell swoop. You don't even get like a slowly like Ellie killing people or Bridget slowly killing people. No, it's literally in one fair swoop, Ellie just wipes out like every other just random side character that I'm not even going to name here because they weren't even in this movie long enough for you to care. Uh, but they all get wiped out. You get some more kid deaths, and you're like, "Okay, Evil Dead, we're doing this, and we're we're just going all f- we're just going all out." And um, yeah, it uh, I I love any you know the scenes when Ellie is at the peephole, and you get to see a lot of the the view from the peephole, and that's where you you see a lot of those deaths. And of course, um, Cassie trying to let her in, and that whole thing, but. It, it just it just shows Alyssa Sutherland's acting is just so good. Her her acting through people was just fantastic, and just her demeanor and the way she looked and the way she crawled around. You know, even though we got the we heard this quote in the trailer, I rem- when it was said in the movie, the whole you know mommies with the maggots. Now I was like, damn, I already knew this was coming. I already knew exactly when it was going to be said, but it still hit me. When she said it, you know, that whole thing of her creeping over that bathtub and you just she says that line and you're just like, all right, you got me. I knew it was coming, but you got me anyways. Just shows how good of a performer she is. I I got to say, though, the end of this movie was kind of anticlimactic. You know, we get the the crazy elevator scene, which we get the, the O to the Shining. Uh, where the elevator fills with blood, it crashes to the floor, and then when it crashes, it kind of lets out a big flood of blood. I like that because I'm a, I'm a big Shining fan. I know The Shining is somehow a very hated movie for some reason by a lot of people, uh, but I digress. Uh, but, you know, I thought that was fun. Um, the parking garage was fine for a bit, but I thought the ending was kind of lackluster. We didn't really get a fight between, much of a fight between um, Beth and the Rat King, or, you know, Elle and her kid creation morph thing whatever you want to call it we didn't really get a fight we just it was kind of just like sneaking around and then she's got to go back and save um she's got to go save cassie because she got grabbed and you're like well oh okay i guess we're doing this now and then they get thrown on a wood chipper and it was kind of like i wish there was really more of a fight and, you know, we get the chainsaw shout out. I guess the chainsaw color being what it is matched the color of the car since we didn't get the Oldsmobile or whatever vehicle it was that Ash drove in the original movies. Okay. That is probably my biggest thing is the fact that we just, that the end of this movie was kind of just like, eh. But it's one of those things where you look at it where you're like, this is where, I mean, Cassie has seen a lot of shit. In this, in this one night. It all takes place probably over a course of hours. And she sees so much. Like, how do you how do you live your life experiencing all this in one night? Like, you just watch your mother, your two siblings, they're just dead. And you just literally help them get pushed into a wood chipper. It's weird. It's crazy, to be honest. And um, 
I think that's the impact of it. I think it was if it was just Beth fighting and we had this really anticlimactic ending, then I think it would have been even less impacting. But I think the fact that like Cassie isn't experiencing all of this, you know, she's like huddled next to a truck with her hands over her ears and it sucks. This character, it really does. Uh, some other scenes I want to talk about real quick before we get the heck out of here. Uh, I love when Ellie figures out how to get into the into the apartment by going into the vent because there was a cat up there uh, that one of the other neighbors was talking about earlier. So she goes in there and then she kind of sneaks up on Beth as Beth is listening to the record and uh, the, the whole thing where it's all in like... Uh, you have like a, a filter in the back. Like you can't see it's all like, you know, fuzzy and you can just see her kind of crawling out of the vent and she's crawling on the ceiling down on the wall. And then she stands up and you can see her reflection in the window. And I loved it when she like attacks and Beth falls down and you know, she disconnects from the, the record player. So the records not is spinning, but nothing's uh, the, the needle broke and Ellie uses her fingernail as the record player and opens her mouth and just the, the the record is playing out of her mouth. I really like that scene a lot. Um, you know, just uh, the whole fact of of Ellie trying to fight off the dead eye, you know, like just trying to fight it. Uh, you know, the fact that she like vomits like f- ten gallons of vomit, white vomit, all over the floor and then dies. And um, yeah, it just really cool scenes, really tense scenes. This movie was very tense, and I and I get the discourse. And like I said, I stated my my downs. You know, I I really think we could have gotten to know this family just a little bit more. I know you only have a certain amount of time to kind of get, you know, around to meeting some of these characters. But um, yeah, we could have gotten to know these characters. I did end up liking though Beth and um, Cassie. I liked you know the fact that they survived this. I love Ellie. I love the the actress and what she did in this movie. She was phenomenal. Uh, the side characters were useless, to be honest. They were just kind of cannon fodder. And um, I wish they could have explored the, the high-rise just a little bit more. And I really, really wish we could have gotten a more um, intense ending. Uh, other than the fact that she uses that chainsaw and gets covered in blood, which is really cool. I thought the ending was a little bit lackluster. But overall, I still had a blast with this movie, and I can't wait to see it again. I really can't. I, I really just want to go through this entire franchise, and um, hopefully soon, maybe we're going to be, we'll, maybe we'll cover uh, the 2013 Evil Dead since it is celebrating its 10th anniversary. So maybe, uh, maybe uh, very, very soon, we will uh, sit down and do a full podcast episode on uh, 2013's Evil Dead, and then maybe at some point we'll do this. But yeah, someday we're going to be uh, venturing through this whole franchise, and I'm excited because this franchise is a lot of fun. Like I said, it is good. Every single movie is so much fun to watch, and that's what makes such a great franchise and why it's so fun to see you know, Sam Raimi doing his thing, being around, and um, still being a part of this, Bruce Campbell being a part of this, um, all the, you know, uh, you know, having those original creators around to, to be here. Um, this had a $15 million budget because originally it was supposed to be on HBO Max. And I guess it screened so well that they said, throw it in theaters. Um, you know, 
And uh, right now it's pushing $100 million. I think it's sitting right below $90 million at, at this moment. So it's making money. And it's making money based on that small budget. And for the budget that they had and the movie that they ended up making, bravo. And that's what I like to see. You know, the fact that movies like this can do a better job than movies that are, you know, got $100 million or more in a budget means you're doing something right. The horror genre is in good hands because I think Lee Cronin's got a good future ahead of him. I'm very excited to see what he does next. I'm very excited to see what this French where this franchise goes. I know that they've been talking about maybe possibly doing one every two to three years, which I don't know if we need that. But um, the fact that we didn't get one for 10 years is pretty crazy. It's it's insane. I literally it literally feels like the remake came out like five years ago, but it's been 10. So wild stuff. Well, if you guys had any thoughts uh, you want to let me know about, if you disagreed with me, if you agree with me, you just want to leave a comment down below, please like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching. If you're listening, please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Make sure to rate us five stars over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. But, and also make sure to uh, check out our newest podcast episode, which will be out this Friday, where we are going to be sitting down with our good friend Dustin from the Flicks and Friends podcast to talk about the 1998 and the 2020 Mulan. But until next time, I want to thank everybody for joining me on another episode of Fresh Cuts. And I'll see you all again soon. Bye, everybody. <laughs>